calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Hello, though. Hey, Leela. Hey, Todd. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Very good. Very good. I was wondering. I just had like a one-on-one on the interview, but I do have the guys uh, around here in a jam. Should they hop on or do you want it just to be one-on-one? What do you want? Do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Sure. So PY's over here and Dave's coming down. Nice. We can, can you see us? I was just going to say fire up that camera. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give her the old. That's important. Deadly. I don't know. I'll I'll always take uh, the full band if I can. Absolutely. Awesome. How are you, man? Good. Thank you. Hey, right on. Thank you for taking some time and uh, joining us here. So we have the damn truth. Normally, I was, as, as Leela was just saying, we were going to do a one-on-one. But if the whole band's around, absolutely. So, uh, is it? Does it feel weird, guys, to be releasing music in a pandemic, knowing, of course, we're the the lights at the end of the tunnel? But does it still feel weird? Was there talk of like, maybe let's just hold off? Oh yeah, absolutely. There was all uh, we were talking for a very long time. We were we were talking too much. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked our eyes out until we said, "No, no." Uh, People need music. <laughs> we're releasing. You know, <laughs> that's kind of where the name, you know, now or nowhere came. Like, there's no point in waiting. It's now or any nowhere, longer. man. Yeah, got to do it. And what's what's that like in studio with one of the most legendary producers on the freaking planet, Bob Rock? Like what? <laughs> I mean, we were definitely beside ourselves so excited and i mean we had you know months to get ready for it but i mean that just built the anticipation even further you know yeah we arrived at the so studio after like a 4500 kilometer drive as well so we kind of arrived there very disheveled you know it's like we went straight from the the drive to to the studio and we we met him and it was like it was experience of a lifetime man to say the least you know Oh, of course. And so, like, how did that happen? Like, what are the steps to get it so that the damn truth is working with Bob Rock? Like, what what happened? How did that happen? Well, we're lucky to have uh, a good friend who is now our manager, Ralph Alfonso. Okay. Uh, he used to manage Bob's band, the Payolas, back in the day. Oh, and okay. when we came back from our European tour... You know, we had a bunch of songs in the bank and we were working on more and we're like, Bob, why don't you send these songs? I Ralph. mean, Ralph, why don't you send these songs to Bob? 
And uh, he's like, well, you know, you only get one shot with Bob. You got to have the songs, you got to have the songs. But Tom is really good at pestering people. So <laughs> he pestered right. Ralph until those songs landed in Bob's lap. And then not 12, 24 hours later, not even, we get the call. I want to work with you. Let's go. And, uh, you know, there was a freak out. Absolutely. We got the call from Ralph that, he, that Bob was in and Tom and I were at a restaurant and I'll never forget, like Tom went white. He stood up like in a movie where like you're about to throw everything off the table. He ran out the front door and all I could hear was shriek, like a high pitched shriek from outside of the, of the restaurant. Of That was his like, it just it was just unbelievable. We could not believe that. Yeah, we're banned from our favorite Indian place now, but it was well worth it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So it's all worth it. Yeah. And so what what is it specifically that you'll take from those sessions and kind of, you know, go into the studio with moving forward? Well, Bob uh, is, is, is so incredible. There are so many amazing things to say about this man. Like, yes, he is a technical genius. Yes, he is uh, has ears like I've never ever met anyone like that you know he just knows music so well and the, his references are spot on like he just got us so all of that there's just it's just you know hands down he's incredible but one thing that you don't like you don't hear much about Bob is his incredible people work like his psychiatry his psychology like the way he got us to perform the way it got us to perform was like beyond like i had never i'd never heard myself sing that way i'd never heard tom's guitar be played that way it was just like he just knows how to get you and how to push you very gently and very lovingly there was a whisper absolutely there was never there was never any you know confrontation it was all done so so beautifully and and he's just like a magic man like really is i'm never gonna record in another way than his two takes and one for fun method right. which is amazing because it's right. like play it twice you know do your thing because we had practiced those songs like we've never practiced before before <laughs> going in the studio you know we did every different combination of arrangement that you or your grandmother could ever think of <laughs> but bob had a way of being like hey i do it twice and then he'd come in whisper something in everybody's ear and he's like all right one for fun nobody cares about this one and that was always the take we would take that was the take the one for fun Mm. when you would like kind of like just enjoy yourself and then sure. it's like he got the vibe i think dave kind of understands this a bit better as a producer the getting the vibe well it seemed like he knew where he wanted to to, to get us and then he would just kind of like pluck us up and bring us there and you wouldn't even realize you were kind of like at that spot so the whole experience is really transparent because you're just connecting with a person he's giving you great ideas he's inspiring you he's charging you up and then you go in and you play the song and you come listen back in the speakers and you say, holy shit, this is, this is <laughs> fucking amazing. You know? Somehow he's taken you and, and put you up to that next level. Yeah. So like, that, how do you explain that, that like phenomenon where all of a sudden it just like, there's, you know, he just kept on saying, he's like, when we get in, when we get in the big room, you'll feel the magic. <laughs> and something magical happened during that session, at least for us. I mean, yeah, we're all really happy with like where it went and what he brought and what he brought out of us. And just the, the whole spirit of the four days we spent together was was incredible. Can you see that? He's got goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps, yes. Goosebumps, baby. We had him too. I, I, I love that too, stuff. Uh, and so, so the, the whole album, uh, Now or Nowhere, was not completely done by Bob Rock. So you have to, of course, go home, you finish the record, but you're, again, you're finishing it with just these juggernauts 
Plotnikoff down in Los Angeles, of course, is a Vancouver guy. I've known him for years. You're working with these huge players in the industry. How excited are you to get out on the road and show everybody what's up? (laughs) Excitement is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's really nuts. I mean, like I say this every day, if I could get on a plane tomorrow with these guys and tour, I would do it. You know, it's just a matter of the world opening up. We're hopeful it's going to happen. And you know, another month, another month it's, it's coming, you know, there's places around the world that are having shows again. Well, it's just a matter of time where, you know, everyone's got to keep safe and take care of their care of each other. And, and it's happening. Right. We we can't wait. We can't wait. Where did you guys collectively, are you all from the same city or how did the band (laughs) form? We're from so far away from each other. It's, it's actually destiny that we met. Yeah, exactly. PY is from like a a fishing village in like the North pole. Northern, (laughs) Northern Canada on the border of Labrador. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tom and I met in a hippie festival in Israel, but naked. I heard that. Yeah, I read. I read yeah. on your uh, website. <laughs> true, true story. Completely true naked. story, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I was playing Crosby, Stills, Nash and Youngs. Uh, almost cut my hair. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting by you know by a river bonfire, naked, beautiful day, beautiful long-haired dude comes, sits next to me, doesn't say a word, doesn't introduce himself, just starts playing, joined right into the song. And I had never heard any guy play like this man ever, ever. He was a boy then. I never see ever see this boy, any boy play like that kid could play. And I was, I was just awestruck. And I knew that this was the person I wanted to make music with. And we played for like nine hours. We didn't stop. We just went through all our favorites and continued and I think we even wrote, wrote our first song like that first night. It was like, it was, it was magical. And then I brought him to my hometown, which is Montreal. I was born here. It was my personal import to the country. And we, uh, and we, yeah, we said we wanted to start a band. And then this guy came into the picture. How'd we meet you? <laughs> well, I got connected with the band because we have this, we, you know, we have a mutual friend who was assembling a band to back an artist. She was signed at the time. And we were like, Okay, I, you know, you go through these like phases in the career where it's like you're working in a band and then you're backing somebody and then you're getting hired to do this and that. I mean, you're just you're 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 trying to take it all out of certain, you know. So we all ended up in the room together backing this artist, Tom, Leela, myself, our previous bass player, and like she had a contract. The contract was like falling apart because nothing was really happening, and we were just all there, you know. She faded away and left. And the we core of the damn truth just kept going. We were there. There was a good synergy. It was a good energy. And, and uh, that was kind of like the birth of the damn truth. You know, Leela kind of took her spot at, uh, at the mic and, and we built a band like right from that, that experience. You know, I think we could have all gone our separate ways, but I mean, there was already like a good, a good energy in, in the space. A few years later, bass player leaves. This guy, you know, gets connected with us through Ralph, who we mentioned uh, earlier. Right. And uh, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting. Never looked, yeah. haven't looked back. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I spent a real, a, a good portion of my morning listening to your band and listening to the music. And, you know, uh, there are, there have been comparisons to Joplin to Zeppelin and all that. I'm wondering between now that I've got the three of you, I'm wondering what is, cause to, to make music like that, to gel together like that, to really bond as a band and, and really truly form that band. There has to be some sort of, correlation between the three of you musically as kids what's the music in each of your houses as kids growing up what are your parents playing 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a kind of ironic that you put it in that way because, as we mentioned, everybody's from different parts of the world. You're all we're all kind of growing up with something a little different too, you know. Especially like you don't realize that like, you know, somebody a few area codes over has a completely different musical upbringing than yourself. So, you know, I came from something which was like more steeped in like heavy metal, you know, 80s rock. Uh, my older brother was like into heavy stuff and I was into heavy stuff and everybody has their own little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone brought something to the table for sure. I mean, uh, I, I grew up on the Beatles, but then psychedelic 60s and 70s took over. Love the Doors and, and Janice and Jefferson and I mean, I, um, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, I really, really love the 60s and 70s music. Woodstock for me is like the epitome of, 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 of music. I but, know, right? uh, but um, I, you know, I've loved, I, I, the thing is like, it's, it's, it's unexplainable. There's so much, right? I, there's so much music that I love. And I think it just, I, don't, I think if you ask all of the four of us, and we've, we've done this before, there's one album which we all really, really can agree on. Could be like a, um, an island, you know, one of those yep. like only, only album would be Zeppelin one, like for the four of us. It would be Zeppelin one. That's the album yes. we could, you know, really, really agree upon. <laughs> Yeah, because we all come from different stuff, you know. You you came, you were listening to like ACTC and yeah, it's well, my town is like a folk country town, so everything I was surrounded with was folk and country. And my father had all these like Jethro Tull and Pink Floyd records. So for me to be the rebel that I am, I had to have the Ozzy Osbourne, the Molly Crew, the ACDC, the Kiss, you know, the right, stuff right. that nobody else had. And I think, <laughs> I mean. It's a pretty large, I mean, it's a plethora of different sounds there that I mentioned. So it was a lot of music, but uh, where I'm from, there's no MTV or anything and there's no stores. So I would order CDs out of catalogs, you know, without even knowing what I was ordering. So I had a lot of, a big mix of of influences, honestly. (laughs) Did you even have a channel on the TV? We had three channels. There was only one that I watched. (laughs) You know, and Tom's not with us here, but I mean, he's got like psychedelic 60s, like in his blood and uh, some kind of classic, uh, classic rock influences, uh, you know, similarly to Leela. Leela, maybe a bit more. Crossover is Pink Floyd, Zeppelin. Yeah, you know, so everybody kind of has like a little bit of a musical vocabulary and you know, you slug it out in the rehearsal space and whoever's loudest wins, I guess. Yeah, true, right? <laughs> I do like that. I like to hear like the background of the uh, the individual members to kind of get that melting pot of like, why is the why do they sound like they sound? And there's a reason for that, yeah. W- what was the first concerts for each of you guys? I was 16. There are no concerts where I'm from, so I had to wait till I could like leave. And uh, I saw Van Halen with David Lee Roth. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was. What astounding. tour was that for? Uh, I can't remember the name of the tour, but it was in Quebec City on the Abraham Plains. It was like a festival, outdoor festival. And I couldn't get over how David Lee Roth moved incessantly. He never stopped moving once. It Cocaine was is a hell of a drug, like, bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this man three men or what? <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. But at the time, Wolfgang was playing bass for Van Halen. So it was okay. in the time when uh, the sun was on the bass. Oh, right, right. We are a young sprout. I'm a young yeah. sprout. <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. Eh? 16, yeah. eh? Uh, how about you, Leela? What was your first concert? 
Well, I was just trying to think like my first uh, concert was uh, Radiohead opening for R.E.M. Because I, I wow. yeah, <laughs> I wow. was really it was really awesome. I, I didn't really I didn't too. really know either of them. <laughs> but uh, but I, I came out like absolutely loving Radiohead. I absolutely love that. Crazy. Like, first- that's a band for me that like you would you, like you listen to their records like there's no way they could possibly pull this off live. Oh, but they can. And they, and they, and they're one of those bands that not only can they, but it's like the, the album experience is not where nowhere near what they actually are as a band. Yeah. It's crazy. You can't imagine experiencing them live before you hear them on record. That must be insane. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What a show. Oh yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I saw the Rolling Stones. That was my first concert. It was the Voodoo Lounge tour, if I'm not mistaken. Like my older brother took me to the show. My parents had tickets and they were like, they let the kids go. And I was like really young. And my brother was just old enough to bring me. He must have been 16 and I was nine or something. Okay. But I was young and we didn't even last the whole show because <laughs> I mean, it was an incredible experience. Don't get me wrong, but we didn't last the whole show because I remember that like it smelled funny. You know, oh, yes. everybody was. Now, looking back, it's like everybody was token, basically, yeah. you know, yeah. and I felt funny and it smelled funny. And I made my brother take me home like halfway through the show. Wow. So not really the greatest story, but I guess, I guess I guess I guess I got high at nine. That's pretty good. <laughs> you know? That's a that's a pretty good first uh, concert story. Mine was uh, you, you guys remember remember uh, Dr. Hook? On the cover of the Rolling Stone. I know that song because I'm I'm from where B sides go to die. <laughs> that, was, that was my uh, that was my first concert, 1980. That's amazing, Doctor Hook's in amazing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, That's great, man. I'm curious, what what are you guys uh, watching? We we're uh, you know knee deep in the pandemic. What's uh, what's kind of eating your time away for that? Craziness. <laughs> um, I'm watching Better Call Saul right now. Yeah, good show. Uh, we did a video uh, a couple years back uh, for our song Alex in Toronto. Okay. And the lead actress of that video is in a show called The Expanse on Amazon Prime. Okay. And so I was like, wow, well, this is this is cool. Like our, our people are in this. So I started watching it. And uh, yeah, it's really awesome. Right on. So what's that about? It's kind of a uh, 2023, like uh, not too far from now, dystopian kind of vibe. Like where are we heading to? And yeah. It's like Earth is only the middle of the United States. And then there's Mars, which is an, a separate military political party. And then there's everybody else who's poor, basically all of us. We live in the asteroid belt, you know, just trying to mine ice for water. And it's really interesting. Hmm. It really puts everything into perspective. You know, every breath you take after you watch that show tastes better. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much great programming right now. Hey. I guess oh, luckily we're kind of busy, so I mean, yeah, I get to I get to put not, in a bit, couple a big of watcher. hours here and there for TV, but you know, yeah. luckily, like the record, finishing the record, and a lot of the stuff that we've done over the last year has kept us busy. It's kept us together. It's kept us like, don't get me wrong, that first month was like the yeah. depths of like despair, you know. And then we kind of like we kind of something just kind of like the project kind of reinvigorated itself, and we released music last year, and we finished our record, and. We even played a show last year, a drive-in concert, and you know it's kept us going. Oh, no, so, how was yeah. that? Yeah. That was wonderful. Well, how was that? Was well, so? It, what is it like? Basically, 
the same thing as if you're going to go watch a movie, they put a speaker in the car or you tune to an FM station or whatever. Exactly. Like, how, how exactly was that? like that. What, Except what that they like also had, they also had speakers and because it was, uh, social I don't know, distance, it was, it was yeah. social distancing. So people could actually sit outside of their cars or on their roofs and kind of watch as long as they kept, you know, there, there was, oh, there was a, a parking space. Yeah. yeah there was right, cars and there was, yeah, exactly. And you know, you didn't move from your car, but you, you could be around it. So then okay. we did get people, uh, you know, it was like a one day festival. It really felt like that because we ended up doing two shows in one yeah. day it was selling really well so they put they opened a second show and it was incredible it was uh we're so grateful to be able to play a show in the summer of 2020 who you know i don't think any yeah. not many bands oh, were were able to do that so we're very very grateful that we could do oh, that that's and- super cool you're the first band that i've talked to and i talked to at least twice a week uh, that's played a show in that capacity in the uh, in the driving yeah. style and yeah, yeah. we were really, really lucky i mean yeah, so it was cool. like it was a mass gathering man it was 250 cars up to six people per car it was like there was, yeah. a lot. There was people there it was and you know you know you take the cars out of the equation and it's just your good it's old just, rock show you absolutely. know so it was different but the well, level of excitement was just like you could very easily forget that there was cars there in front of us you know it was it was a really really awesome experience and a privilege because i mean in yeah. 2020 you can count the concerts like on the palm of your hand and we we got to play you know one of the biggest shows in the province of quebec during the whole pandemic was it was a gift did you tape that show yeah we had a whole film crew actually because it was part nice. of oceaga it's like oceaga got canceled but they did an event which was us playing this drive-in show and we had our beautiful friends in io a film company here in Montreal, which are fucking amazing. They do Tesla's commercials. Uh, They came and filmed our entire, documented the entire thing. Deadly. Uh, Very deadly. When is that coming out? (laughs) Good question. That's a good question, man. We got them busy. They did our our video shoot. They're working on another project with us. So we're, they're, they're, If if you want to check out some of the scenes of it, we released a series called A Week in the Damn Life. Uh, Not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, we were getting a little bit bored twiddling our thumbs. So we figured let's make a documentary or a rockumentary. And there's a couple scenes where you'll see in the first, I think, three episodes, first or second episode, where uh, you have some scenes from that concert. Very cool. Very cool. I would think that that's got to be like a career highlight or certainly one of them. I'm going to wrap it up with this uh, because I want to respect your guys' time here. Uh, I'll wrap it up with that. Just that. If, you know, working with Bob Rock, you've played the show, the pandemic drive-in show, which is freaking amazing. Super cool. Can you nail it down to one career highlight? Bob Rock. For me, it's Bob Rock. Holy crap. Yeah, if it doesn't have to be a show, Bob Rock. Yeah, kind of hard. <laughs> it's got to be a show. We just got played over the BBC this weekend in in, in England, and that was pretty yeah, epic true. to, to so me. Many you know? Crazy. The Bob Rock experience is like reliving a childhood dream. I mean, I even just like rewatched all the Metallica kind of like movies a couple of days ago, and but I mean, I never even had the dream of being played on BBC, and we got played on BBC. You know, true. It's pretty true. awesome. Uh, BBC, if you can get played on BBC One, we're working on it. <laughs> you know, if it had to be a show, I would have said we play this eensy weensy little bar in Germany in Schwabisch Gemund. <laughs> and, you know, nobody would ever call that their best show, but they're just the vibe was so good there. And at the end of the show, the bar pulled out like this thousand 
thousand year old bottle of gin or something. And, and, and we had just the best time ever. You could smoke inside. It was amazing. Yeah. I would say that show. That's pretty and cool. And we played with ZZ Top. So that's big props to Schwabish Gabun. Wow. Very cool. It's something about those small rooms, right? Like those small oh, yeah. venues. That's the place. I'm a small room bands, guy. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, thank you again for taking some time out of your day to join the podcast here in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, easy to find online. You're the damn truth one on Twitter. Simply the damn truth on Instagram. Easy peasy. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out, man. You bet. Have a great day and we'll see you online. Right on. You can find everything on thedamntruth.com. The Toddcast Podcast on toddhancock.ca. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.